Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hi guys, I'm Monica Crowley and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for being with me on this Wednesday. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Please follow me on social media, on Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and on Twitter and Truth Social at Monica Crowley. Also, don't forget, you can shoot me an email to this account, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what's on your mind. Let me know different things that we talk about on the show, things you'd like for me to talk about on the show, questions, issues, concerns, praise, compliments, I'll always take that. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. All right, today I want to deal with the shift in energy happening now in our country. I don't know if you can feel it. I certainly can. I think a lot of people can. Something out there is happening. We're going to break it apart. And we'll also deal with Matthew McConaughey and guns. <laughs> We're going to talk about that, but I'm going to take it on from a different angle, maybe something you haven't yet heard. So sit tight for that. Also today, we're going to have an incredible Republican candidate uh, for Congress coming out of Ohio. He's going to be here. His name is J.R. Majewski, and he is running in that state's 9th Congressional District. He is an Air Force vet, totally America first, exactly the kind of person we need in Congress. He is a normal guy who wants to bring America back. 
And he just scored President Trump's coveted endorsement. So he is definitely one to watch. I wanted to have him on the show. He will be here. All that and more straight ahead. But first, the Monica Memo. With every passing day, guys, we get a new record high in gas prices. Today, it's nationally $4.95 per gallon. It is going to hit 5 bucks a gallon in the next day or so. Uh, in New York, it's closer to 6 bucks a gallon. In California, it's closer to 8 and $9 a gallon. So while we're out here struggling to pay for gas and get to and from work, the Democrats will be holding their January 6th committee hearing tomorrow night in prime time, no less. So we have that to look forward to. All the networks are going to cover it except for Fox News. If you want to see it on the Fox networks, I'm sure the uh, local affiliates will be carrying it and Fox Business, I think, will also carry it. But Fox News is like, no way. And of course, the (laughs) the other outlets are like, see, Fox News wants to bury it. Bury it. It's going to be wall to wall. Like, remember after 9-11, after 9-11, literally every television network carried coverage, whether it was the comedy, Comedy Central or A&E, whatever it was, they were covering news uh, related to 9-11. You couldn't get away from it. It was everywhere. Well, in this case, they want to elevate the January 6th committee hearing to that level, and it's completely absurd. So on Friday on this show, we're going to take apart their dangerous, absurdist January 6th theater. These hearings, by the way, are about politicians focused on their own security. Remember AOC? Oh, uh, I thought my life was threatened when she wasn't even there. There are no televised hearings on school security or gas prices or anything else that's directly related to your life and your suffering because they don't care about you. They only care about themselves. So we're going to break this apart on Friday, and we're going to have the fiery Sebastian Gorka, who is going to join me to help destroy this January 6th star chamber. That's coming up again on Friday, not to be missed. In the meantime, back to these crushing gas prices. Every time I fill my tank, I die a little bit on the inside, which is exactly what they want. They want you dispirited. They want you with low morale. They want to crush your soul. Literally, this is what all of this is about. Their policies are literally soul crushing. This is their intent. Because if you are content and happy and things are going well, well, that does these great resetters no good. They need you broken, in despair, depressed, anxious, so that you'll just give up and let them have their way with you. There's a British commentator named James Melville, who I follow on Twitter, and I recommend you follow him on Twitter as well. He's he's sort of like a classical liberal, but he cannot believe what is going on in his country, in the UK, in America, in the, in the West more broadly. So his Twitter feed is pretty interesting, James Melville. But he tweeted the other day, and I wanted to bring this to you, and I retweeted it on my account. He tweeted, fear gives them control. Inflation 
gives them resources. Recession gives them assets. Let me read it again because it's really important. Fear gives them control. Inflation gives them resources. Recession gives them assets. This is what they're doing. This is why there is no change of course. I've been out on TV. I was uh, on Sean Hannity last night. Laura Ingram is coming up tonight. I've got Jesse Waters tomorrow night. Every time I'm on Fox and I have the opportunity to make this point, I do. And other people now are beginning to make the point, like Jim Jordan. Others are talking about the intentionality of all of this. This is not incompetence. This is straight up deliberate. Again, if this were mere incompetence, failed policies, oh no, there would be a course correction. If they cared about you or the country or even their own political survival, they would change tack, but they're not. So that tells you that all of this is by design. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but people are too afraid to say that they're screwing us on purpose. People don't want to go out there. They want to give uh, people the benefit of the doubt. No, those days are long gone, over, What they are doing to you is absolutely 100% deliberate. So stop trying to look for logical explanations for what they're doing. This is a controlled demolition of the West. This is a controlled demolition of the United States. All of this is by design. They're doing their best to break you with all of these policies that are destroying our country and destroying you in order to give them, in Melville's terminology, control, resources, and assets. That's what all of this is about. This is a power transfer to the great resetters, the Democrat communists. This is a wealth transfer away from you and toward them. That's what all of this is about. All of it. So stop, again, looking for uh, reasons for what they're doing that make you feel better. Uh, and 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 make you feel like, well, they don't really mean it. Oh, they mean it. They mean to break the country, but they also mean to break you. And this case in point, gas prices, this is a direct result of their never-ending war on American domestic energy production, which they could literally stop today, but they won't. Of course not. They won't because energy is the biggest lever for the Great Reset to change the West, to bring along this accelerated Marxism, cultural Marxism, economic Marxism, meaning socialism, the surveillance state. That's what all of this is about. Energy, because it's built into the cost of everything we buy, everything we consume, that is the biggest lever that they can use. That's why increased gas prices, when they're like, oh, uh, you know, sorry, sorry, but this is an incredible transition in Biden's words. That's what he means. It's exactly what they mean. And, you you know, all of these callous, cavalier comments coming from Biden and the rest of his team and other Democrats, this is, this is, uh, they're not even pretending to care because they know we're no longer in a representative democracy. They're just, they're basically appointed and sit there for life. They're not afraid of you anymore. They're not afraid of voters anymore. They're just not. 
So they will come out with the most callous comments about your suffering because they literally don't care because they're not afraid of being held accountable by you, although they should be. And we're going to get to San Francisco here in a minute. But they should be, but they're not. And doesn't that speak volumes? Here is uh, Democrat Senator Debbie Stabenow talking about how she luxuriates in her electric vehicle. I do have to say just on the issue of... uh uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. So do you see the cavalier attitude about this? It's like Marie Antoinette, let them eat cake. Instead, in Stabenow's case, it's like, let them go buy a Tesla. So in these incredibly difficult economic times where you have to choose between gas and your groceries, can't find food for your baby, Stabenow and the Democrats are like, oh, just go buy a sixty dollars to $80,000 electric car and you'll be fine. You won't have to worry about gas prices. This is the kind of insensitivity that they are now not even pretending to cloak or, or cover up in any way. They literally don't care. You know, gas prices are now officially twice as high as they were when Trump left office. Every fill-up of your minivan is now costing roughly 40 bucks more than it did when Trump was in office. But what isn't well known is that most of the states with the highest gas prices are Democrat-controlled blue states. And the reason you don't know this is because the propaganda press is covering it up. Most of the states with the lowest gas prices are in Republican-controlled red states. Not a coincidence. Here are the 10 states with regular unleaded gas at an average price of more than 5 bucks a gallon. California, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, Washington, Illinois, Alaska, Arizona, Washington, D.C., and Michigan. And now you know, because I'm bringing it to you. No one else will. So this this complete disaster is a direct result of their intentional policy to destroy our economy. And, and destroy the economy by destroying the energy sector first and foremost. Most. And yeah, they're going after small businesses and trying to cripple them even more and all of that. But the energy sector, as I've said, is the biggest of them all, and that's why they keep pressing it. But you know what? People have had enough. They've really had enough. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what happened in San Francisco with Chesa Boudin uh, yesterday. We're going to tease it out a little bit more, and we're going to talk about Matthew McConaughey at the White House with an angle you probably haven't heard, so sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. 
I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy And you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. So uh, I was making the point before the break that, you know, every once in a while, the American people hit a wall. And usually they hit a wall over a specific issue that directly affects their lives in a very negative way. Well, it seems like, and we've got pockets of this, I would not say that what happened in San Francisco represents a sea change in California democratic politics or overall how people are going to vote in these deep blue states like California, New York, Illinois. But I would say that that in at least in San Francisco, and we we saw this a bit in Los Angeles yesterday with their election results, that the folks there are reacting to an immediate and urgent quality of life issue, which is crime. So they've reacted to it and they decided to make a change. Now we saw this in other deep blue areas with regard to people's children and the education that they're getting and the indoctrination that they're getting. We started to see this last year with special elections in deep blue areas like San Francisco where those voters booted out these radical school board members and said, no more, we don't want any more CRT being taught. We don't want the trans agenda taught. We don't want the sexualization of our children. You guys are done. And now we're building on that um, based on what we saw yesterday with actual um, higher level elected representatives who are completely off the wall radical being turned out by voters in special elections. Keep in mind, this is not even general election time. This is not even like primary elections. These are special elections. This Chesa Boudin, the San Francisco DA, um, who was thrown out yesterday by the voters of San Fran, by Felicia, uh, this was a special recall election. So he was on the ballot and and had to defend his so-called work. But you know what? Chesa Boudin, in case you didn't know, he was born to two weather underground domestic terrorists. He was raised by two more weather underground domestic terrorists, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, you know, in whose living room Barack Obama launched his political career. Yeah, them. Well, he was recalled by the good people of San Francisco yesterday 
uh, based on just, like I said, quality of life issues, rampant homelessness, out of control crime, open air drug use, no prosecutions, tent cities, dangerous criminals back on the streets. It turns out that stepping over needles and piles of human feces, watching drug addicts shoot heroin as you walk into a Walgreens that's being stormed by an organized uh, crime ring, only to go back to your car to find out it's been broken into for the 10th time in a couple of months. Mm, The people there in San Francisco were like, no thanks. We've had enough. So while they're all like card-carrying left-wingers, most of them in San Francisco, they're, they're down with social justice and criminal justice reform until it comes back to bite them in the ass. That's when they've decided to make a change. And if you're uh, George Gascon in Los Angeles or Kim Fox in St. Louis or Alvin Bragg in New York City, you got to be watching your back because you're next. Again, left-wingers love to idealize their social justice and virtue signaling. Look at me. I'm so virtuous. I believe in this. I support this. I only vote Democrat. I, I, I'm all for helping those who are less fortunate, and they talk a good game about it, and they might even believe it. But when push comes to shove and their car's been vandalized and tires slashed and broken into and they can't go into a drugstore to buy a mascara because there's an organized uh, uh, theft ring that's storming the store at the time you want to go into it and everything is under lock and key. When it starts to directly affect your life, even left-wingers are like, "Uh, no more. I got to live and and I no longer want to live in a dangerous, disgusting hellscape. So that's where we are. Now, those couple of uh, district attorneys that I mentioned, Gascon in LA, Fox in St. Louis, Bragg in New York, that they're all of a mold because they've all been supported and promoted by George Soros. George Soros has spent $40 million installing 75 of these radical DAs across the country. And the question is, why? Why? Well, the reason is because they need the chaos. So when we talk about, again, trying to find a logical reason for why a district attorney would uh, turn people right back out on the street, dangerous criminals, murderers, rapists, you name it, it's all happening in these cities that are controlled by these Soros DAs. It's because when you want to stoke a revolution, When you want to stoke a leftist Marxist revolution in any area, you need chaos. You can't do it when times are good and stable. You can't do it in a healthy society. So you've got to create an unhealthy society. And you do that by turning out the criminals. Look, when you look at every Marxist country in the world, what have they done? The the Bolsheviks will go after someone for carrying a knife. And they did over the history of every communist country. They'd go after you for carrying a knife, but they let the dangerous criminals back on the streets. Why? Because they need the chaos. They need the mayhem. They need the death and destruction so that they can slam into place their radical agenda and change the nature of the society in which you live. 
That's what's going on here. It's not that they're bleeding heart liberals and and they care about the the unfortunate and uh, they may buy into some of that. But these are battle-hardened, power-hungry leftists who are very clear-eyed in what they're doing. They're not incompetent. They're not bumbling around trying to figure it out, you know, based on naive policies. No way. No way. This is all intentional, guys. And so while we defeated Chesabudin, this one uh, Soros DA in San Francisco, we still have 74 more that we have to take apart. That's what's going on, and that's what we're up against. Now, speaking of what we're up against here, Matthew McConaughey, all right, all right, all right. Love him as an actor, and he did some fine acting yesterday at the White House. Look, he went there to talk about guns because he's from Uvalde, Texas, where we had that outrageous, uh, revolting, horrific school shooting uh, recently. So he's from there, and he's got an emotional attachment to the town, obviously. So I don't doubt the guy's sincerity when he goes forward, and, and like he did yesterday, to talk with uh, President Biden and the, the White House team, and then he went to the White House podium to talk about what he called responsible gun ownership. He threw out some policies, red flag laws, uh, raising the age. All of these things, by the way, are Trojan horses for gun confiscation. So while the left wants you to believe that these are all reasonable measures to mitigate gun violence and they're appealing to your emotion, um, understand that the, the objective here is gun confiscation. And in fact, a couple of years ago, McConaughey spoke at the March for Our Lives event and he was basically out there talking about gun confiscation. So that's what he really believes. Yesterday you saw a performance. And again, I don't doubt his sincerity, but understand that it was packaged in a prettier package yesterday uh, by McConaughey and, and by the White House. But what set him apart, and this is this is why I wanted to bring this to you, is because what what he said yesterday the message should have been given by Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or even the White House press secretary because that's what they believe. They believe in these policies as a way to get to gun confiscation. But what is really clear now is that neither the president nor the vice president nor the press secretary nor anybody in the Biden administration is able to do what McConaughey did yesterday. None of them. No one else in this pathetic excuse for an administration has the credibility or the gravitas to do it. The country has tuned out Joe Biden. They think Kamala is crazy, and the press secretary is way out of her depth. So it fell to Matthew McConaughey to make this argument. But here's what set him apart. I think the White House realized sometimes you do have to change the messenger. The reason he got traction is because... His message was cloaked in this tone. Remember how uh, they all used to talk about the left who would just rail against Donald Trump and his tone, mean tweets and all of that? Well, now we have tone, but we've got a country that is imploding. We've got wreckage all around us, the wheels coming off, but we got tone, senile tone, but it's tone. 
But now on this issue, on the gun issue, they realize everybody is tuning out or disregarding uh, the Biden administration. So they bring in McConaughey, again, a professional actor who was calm and seemed authentic. He was not inflamed and phony like everybody else. And that's why he stood out. And there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal recently that talked about rarely in the history of the country did do we have a moment like this. It's like crying out for a hero. Matthew McConaughey is not a hero, but the way they positioned him and the way he positioned himself just by changing his approach on these issues is what stood out in all of this. So be careful when you hear a different messenger, it's the same message, but they've realized that they have to approach it in a smarter, more emotional way. The left does this really well. They've done it really well for a long time, basically because they control everything. So Hollywood, music, television, movies, uh, the White House, they, they control everything, academia, big business, big pharma. So they, they've been really good at developing these kinds of emotional appeals that grab you. And then it's very difficult to counter those arguments like, oh, what, you want more dead kids? And then you're coming back with, uh, you know, you're coming back with Second Amendment, the Constitution, all which is legit and totally right. But it's very difficult to counter an emotional argument, particularly one centering on dead children. And they understand that. They have for decades, and that's why they, well, one of the big reasons why they've prevailed for so long is the way they package their messaging. It's all lies, it's all BS, but it's packaged in a pretty package and meant to pull on your heartstrings. Our side talks in hard facts, numbers, uh, facts, issues, uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, again, all legit, all great all necessary, all what we're fighting for, but we have yet to really uh, meet them on the emotional battlefield. And I think that's why uh, they continue to prevail. Except in San Francisco, that gives us one little ray of hope here that the folks whose lives are directly affected by all of this dangerous, destructive nonsense um, will, in the end, bring accountability to these radicals. Again, do I think California is going to change? No. Gavin Newsom is up for re-election. Remember, he just survived the recall last year. He's going to win in California by like 20 points in November. So don't think we're, we're facing a miracle here. We're not. But we will take small victories when we get them. And the point is to learn from these victories. Crime, homelessness, open-air drug use, turning criminals back out on the streets, the chaos and the mayhem that make just living in America very difficult, that's the thing to go after Republican candidates right there, that. And if you're smart, you'll pick up on it and use it and leverage the emotion surrounding all of these issues to your advantage my two cents worth of campaign advice for every Republican candidate. Speaking of, we're going to come back with J.R. Majewski, who is an incredible Republican candidate for Congress out of Ohio. He just scored Trump's endorsement. He's an Air Force vet. He is definitely one to watch, rising star. Now, remember, I think I was one of the very first to have Ted Cruz on my show back even before he ran for office. 
And I said, oh, this is some guy to watch. And look where he is now. So I'm telling you, J.R. Majewski, you're going to want to hear this coming straight up. Well, guys, welcome back. And as I mentioned, I have a little bit of a knack for identifying up-and-coming conservative populist stars. And, you know, I just want to brag on myself a little bit here. I actually had Ted Cruz on my radio show before he even ran for any office in Texas. And now look where he is. So I do have a knack for identifying conservative talent and identifying those who we should all be watching. And that's why I'm absolutely delighted to welcome to the show J.R. Majewski. I think he is absolutely someone we should all be paying attention to. He is definitely the future of the Republican Party. He is the Republican nominee for the 9th Congressional District in the state of Ohio. His website is J.R. Majewski for Congress. That's the number four, for Congress. And please go check him out. Support him however you're able because we need him in Congress desperately. JR, welcome. It's great to have you with me. Thank you, Monica. It's my pleasure to be here. I really, really appreciate your sound recommendation. Well, 1000% and congratulations on your phenomenal primary win, which occurred last month. And you put out this this video, uh, which people can see up on your website, jrmajewski4congress.com, um, after you won. And it was really beautifully done. It was, it was emotional. It was thoughtful. It was patriotic. Tell us a little bit about uh, how you got to the position you are, where you are now the Republican nominee. Give us a little bit of your background. So I grew up uh, in Toledo, Ohio, and um, I went to a famous high school, Calvin and Woodward High School, made famous by Jamie Farr from MASH. And uh, the irony of that is, is my grandparents actually are have been lifelong friends with Jamie, and um, and uh, you know they they grew up on the same in the same neighborhood. So um, grew up in Toledo, Ohio, and then after. Um, graduating high school from Woodward, I joined the United States Air Force. I served over in Operation Enduring Freedom and other places around the world. And uh, after a four-year honorable tour with the Air Force, I decided to uh, come back home. And I was fortunate enough to get a position, earning position, uh, working in the nuclear power industry, uh, of which I've built a uh, pretty uh, successful career uh, over the past 20 years. Uh, I started off in their nuclear security group, uh, but uh, <clears throat> I was quickly recognized for my talents and skills and uh, I was promoted into the management team and um, just right before the election I actually resigned my position to focus uh, full-time and uh, I was the executive director uh, for a company that specializes in the uh, safe storage of spent nuclear fuel and uh, they have about uh, 72 percent of the global marketplace so a guy from uh, a broken battered neighborhood in the district I mean it's actually the worst neighborhood for as far as crime and poverty uh, in the district. I, I went from that to uh, a guy that uh, worked with the most dangerous material known to man. So I think I did pretty well for myself. Yeah, um, you but- certainly did. And you're the embodiment of the American dream, JR. So here you are, you're living a pretty good life. You're very successful. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide to give all that up for a run for Congress? Well, you know, Monica, in uh, 2020, uh, actually started in 2019, um, my wife and I support multiple organizations, but one that's near and dear to my heart is a veterans organization ran by some friends of mine. 
and uh, they sponsor handicapped or or uh, disabled veterans uh, to to uh, continue their I would say their their lifestyle of uh, outdoorsmanship, and um, we we take them on hunting trips, be it uh, deer hunting, duck hunting, or we take them fishing, and but but that all those things cost money, and uh, my wife and I are are proud to be one of their biggest supporters. And uh, they needed to raise some money to rent an all-terrain um, wheelchair for a gentleman that lost use of his legs in Iraq. And uh, I gave them a bet, and I, I bet them if they, you know, if they could, uh, if they could raise a certain amount of the money they needed, I would pay the rest, and I would also um, do something special for my Fourth of July party, which is very, very big every year. And um, that was to paint the world's largest American flag on my property. And um, this was around the time that Colin Kaepernick and the other Republican or excuse me, the other NFL spoiled athletes were bending for, you know, taking a knee from, you know, and disrespecting the flag. And so uh, I ended up painting uh, two actual federal specification, uh, the old glory flag. And um, that, that got me a little bit of attention here locally in 2020. um, They made, we made the same wager and both times I lost mind you. (laughs) <laughs> These guys were motivated, um, but we were going to do the POW MIA flag in 2020. And then at the last minute, um, the company that sells the environmentally based um, turf paint to me um, called me and recommended that I didn't paint my property, my lawn black, because it would ruin my, you know, my, my topsoil and my, and, and my, uh, my entire yard. So um, given the fact that this is specialty paint, we didn't have much choice. We had red, white, and blue left from the year before. And myself and all the veterans got together and decided that, hey, what the hell, we're going to do Trump 2020. And so we did the Trump 2020 banner, uh, about 20,000 square feet. You can, if you were to Google my address, you would see it on Google Maps, loud and proud. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we, we we threw it all in for the president and uh, the veterans that, that you know, um, supported me that I support. And, you know, we had our 4th of July party. It was a a significant success. And uh, they sent a bunch of videos around. And actually, um, Pete Hegseth uh, brought me onto Fox and Friends on July 12th, the week after the 4th of July. And um, President Trump saw me on on that segment. And he sent a tweet out. And within a matter of four hours, my normal professional Twitter account where I complained about rental cars and hotels went to from, you know, 18 followers to about 40,000 followers in a matter of four hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, legitimately, Monica, I, I, I promise you this is a fact, ruined my iPhone because <laughs> I had my alerts on. I, I'm serious. I, I it, it, There was no coming back once the Twitter alerts went and uh, I ended up having to get a new iPhone. But, you know, that got me into, uh, I would say, a, a landscape of political motivation when you combine that with COVID and the fact that, you know, we were we were essentially uh, mandated to stay home and lose our rights. I ended up uh, leading my my team of over 700 nuclear professionals from my house. I became, uh, you know, very, uh, um, I would say, efficient with 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 Zoom. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just uh, by, by way of having encouragement from fans and people that uh, like my bravity, I decided to paint it throughout the election cycle. So I painted my lawn once a week for 20 weeks. Wow. 
It's in, yeah. that is an incredible story. And by the way, that that uh, lost uh, cell phone—that's uh, mm-hmm. just a casualty of the power of Trump. Which, by oh, the yeah. way, you've also just <laughs> enjoyed because you got the coveted Trump endorsement in your primary. You were facing a couple of establishment uh, rhinos, and you got the Trump endorsement, and you won. So that mm-hmm. that Trump endorsement was very powerful for you, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the candidates was actually endorsed by Jim Jordan, um, but the other one was a rhino. Um, but, but but the gentleman that was endorsed by Jim Jordan had a lot of momentum. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, we were going to win regardless. And, uh, you know, there was some pol- political maneuvering, um, to be honest with you. I mean, Jim Jordan didn't know much about me and he knew about the the, the gentleman that he endorsed and, and you know, all respect to, to, to Jim. Um, he, he, he made a wise decision because that, that other, um, you know, the, the gentleman that he recommended was a solid conservative, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm the guy that represents the people in the ninth district. I, I, I bring the professional resume, the professional decorum. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I am deep in deeply entrenched with the emotions here of the base. And, uh, while I may be a nuclear professional, you know, wear a suit nine to five, uh, I come home and, uh, you know, I enjoy my my life on the lake with my dogs and my wife and my family, just like everybody else does. And, uh, you know, they, they, they want to see someone like me and this new wave of Republicans that yes. want to be a part of the country club. Yes. You know, we want to we, we want to open the gates and uh, make admission a little bit uh, cheaper, if not free. Well, this is why I wanted to have you on the show today, Jr. because you represent the new right. It's America first all the way, but it's also normal, normal Americans who want to bring our country back and are willing to step up and seek office and fight in other ways to restore America. We're talking to J.R. Majewski. He is the Republican candidate for the 9th Congressional District in the state of Ohio. His website is J.R. Majewski for the number four, for congress.com. So please go check him out. Let's talk a little bit, uh, Jr., about the issues that are plaguing all of us in America. But I want to hear what you're hearing from your uh, future constituents in the district in Ohio. Talk a little bit about the state of the economy, inflation, gas prices. What are your voters telling you? Well, primarily, the voters are concerned about the fact that, you know, I'm running against the 40-year Democratic incumbent that has been known to pull out all stops when she actually gets in a highly contested race. You know, the district has been D16 for a number of years, which for the listeners, I'm sure they're politically astute, but D16 means there's 16% more Democratic, likely Democratic voters in the district than there are Republicans or independents. Uh, But now that it's flipped to an R3, R7, um, you know, the the, the Republicans here, uh, they feel like they have a chance. It's like, oh my God, we have a chance to beat this lady for the first time take our district back, but they're concerned. They're concerned that, you know, this, this Marcy captor is a, is a, uh, you know, long-term establishment Democrat, highly progressive. And, uh, you know, she's been known to character assassinate certain folks in 2010. She ran against a gentleman named Rich Ayat, who's a very successful um, businessman and uh, philanthropist. And uh, she, you know, she used a photo of him in a military World War II reenactment and uh, where he was, you know, dis- dressed up as a, uh, a Nazi Germany commander. And she uh, put it out to all the news media and said that he was a practicing Nazi. So that's that's the main concern. Um, but but really, um, you know, you're talking about um, economic downfall, downturn. Toledo's been I mean, this district, uh, again, Monica, has been we're used to it. We're used to, uh, you know, the taste of rust. 
And, um, you know, we're looking to have silver spoons here um, by way of, uh, of, of strong conservative leadership and, uh, you know, an inevitable 2024 presidency with, with uh, Mr. President Trump. But inflation's hard on us. Our farmers are paying over 300% for, um, you know, their fertilizer. And right here on Lake Erie, we have annual algae bloom issues, which uh, poison our, our drinking water. There have been months on months where, you know, we, we are not able to drink our water without boiling it, or uh, we have to resort to boiling water, boiling our water or bottled water. And it's, it's just, uh, it, it's terrible f- for us here. So there's environmental concerns. There's inflation. I mean, uh, border security, uh, human trafficking, uh, the drugs that are coming in, losing our jobs. Um, it, it's hard right now in Northwest Ohio to go find a car on a car lot. Um, because they're just uh, there's just heavy push for electric electric vehicles, and uh, you know the, these car lots are are running out of inventory. So I mean, it's it's just this, you know. My mom would say it's a goulash of, of problems. You know, there's all these ingredients <laughs> yes. that are ruining things. Yes, and we're just sitting here at the table, and we'd be happy with a ham and cheese sandwich. Well, but we shouldn't have to settle for a ham and cheese sandwich. We're the United States of America. Absolutely right. And we need leadership to bring back the land of opportunity and the land of plenty. There is no excuse for America in 2020 to be suffering these kinds of gas prices, these kinds of shortages, this kind of inflation, no baby formula. It's all deliberate. The Democrat communists are doing this. This is all by design. I'm not going to ask you to comment on that. But I do want to ask you about this because when you get to Congress, Jr., you're you're going to have to deal with both the Democrat communists, and, and we know we've, we're confident in how you're going to handle them. But the question is, how are you going to handle the Republican swamp? Okay, so you're going to have to deal probably with a speaker named Kevin McCarthy. You're going to have to deal mm-hmm. with GOP swamp creatures as well. How do you intend to push back on them? Well, I can tell you that one of my main objectives is eradicating the establishment. Um, our, our, our party has been, um, it's just become a, a party that has, is just raunch with these politicians who have no backbone and they're looking for their own self-interest. Uh, again, they're part of a club and, uh, you know, I want to lead the effort to eradicate these folks. There's a new wave of Republicans that are coming in. And, um, you know, when you look across the spectrum here, I think you'll find that, uh, amongst all of the members, you know, I have the I would say I have the best skill set with respect to team building, putting things together. And, uh, you know, my, my, my professional uh, resume speaks for itself. And I, and I think I'm going to be able to do what I've done throughout my career, which is get a bunch of folks uh, marching towards a common goal. And that includes holding these folks accountable. You know, we have a constitution we have to live by and um, Congress needs to function efficiently. We can't uh, we can't be a party of complaining about issues without any solutions. And um, it's going to start with holding these members in a position where they're not committing or promising their votes freely to any member of Congress. And I'm committing that uh, to my district. And we need to get rid of all of these, you know, monotonous bills that have they're filled with pork, they're filled with earmarks. And the other thing that I think is extremely important is that, you know, when we're voting on legislation that, uh, you know, we understand what we're voting on. You know, in the nuclear power industry, I can tell you that uh, I spent, I dedicated um, three days a week, two hours a day to review procedures, processes, and business plans that were under the auspices of of my leadership. And uh, I was, I mean, it was against company policy and you would be fired as a leader if you signed off on 
a uh, business practice or procedure without being um, cognizant and uh, you, you know you didn't comprehend what you were signing and that included uh, signing the you know the back of the envelope if you will and initialing reading and initialing each page and uh, you know I think when you look at nuclear power and you look at uh, the, the the failed potential of of what would happen uh, if, if an accident was caused through bad administration and then you look at Congress and what could happen with these poor bills you know, I think we should adopt a, a practice that you know, holds these folks accountable and uh, to the people and uh, the people need to be confident that yes. they're reading what they're signing. And uh, if, if not, they need to be exposed. They need to get the hell out of office because there's no place for them anymore. I think this is a, this is going to be a revolution, uh, a, a, a safe and sound revolution of the, of the Republican party. That's going to put us on a path to success. I think once we win this cycle, that's going to be, uh, you know, a 20 year renaissance for the Democrats to rebuild because you know, the, just people are turning on them because of their actions. Yes, and the really destruction, the destruction they're wreaking yeah. in every direction. This is why we absolutely need you and people like you stepping up and running for Congress and then winning. And I'm going to let you get back to the campaign trail now, Jr. But I, it just seems to me that when you get into Congress, you're going to have three jobs. One, stop the entire Biden legislative agenda without fear of being called obstructionist. Just stop it all. Second, Mm -hmm. hold investigations into all of the current corruption. And three, lay the groundwork for 2024 by advancing an America First agenda. And I know that you're going to do all three brilliantly, Jr. And I want to thank you so much. (laughs) Well, it's all in your hands. We call them eagle bums over here in Northwest Ohio. Absolutely. A lot of of old eagles here. Amen in the heartland. Well, JR, you are a joy, and we are behind you 100%. And I encourage everybody listening, please check out JR Majewski on his website, JR Majewski 4, that's the number 4, JR Majewski 4 Congress.com. Check him out, support him however you can, whether or not you live in the district. It's guys like JR that are going to bring a better future for all. All of us, but they got to be in office in order to do it. So please support him however you can. JR, great pleasure. Good luck on the campaign trail, and we will check in with you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Monica, and God bless you. You too. All the best. Told you it was a hot show today. Let's dip into the email bag. Don't forget to send me emails, by the way. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. I get them all, I read them all, and I might read yours on the air. Jackie in Louisiana writes Hi, Monica. I just want to say kudos on your new podcast. It is simply amazing. And I love that you are speaking for all of us deplorables. Between you and Steve Bannon, I find that my hope for America and my faith in humanity is being restored. In regards to the newest appointee to the Supreme Court, this is uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. What happens when the powers that be prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Biden was never elected to be our president? Does Justice Jackson lose her appointed seat? I really want to know the answer to this question, because if Biden is not our president, then her appointment means nothing and should be null and void. Thank you and God bless. Well, thank you so much for the nice words, Jackie. I am thrilled that you're loving this podcast. That makes me very happy. And there is comfort in knowing that we're all thought criminals together. There's safety in numbers. So I'm glad you're on board with us. Now, as to your question 
Uh, the cold reality is that even if it were discovered that Biden had not been duly elected, and many of us believe that, there's fraud in every direction, okay? But uh, the things that he has done to this point, like the SCOTUS appointment of uh, Justice Jackson coming up, all of that stuff would remain in place. Congress could repeal things and the next president could rescind Biden's executive orders. And in a fair world, Justice Jackson would have to step down if the president who appointed her were deemed illegitimate. But the reality is that it's just not going to happen, okay? Nobody is going to ask for the first black female SCOTUS justice to step down. Best we can hope for is that Biden only gets one of these high court appointments, So thank you, Jackie. And also, we are on SCOTUS Watch. Uh, Between now and July 4th, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be getting a flurry of really big decisions, including Roe v. Wade. So we're we're on the SCOTUS Watch. Roy in Savannah, Texas writes, Hi, Monica. Great hearing you back on podcasts. Loving the new one. Binging while walking my dogs. Keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate that, Roy, and I love that you binge my podcast while walking your dogs. And to the rest of you, let me know how you listen to my podcasts, walking your dogs, having breakfast in your car, working out on the subway, in the shower. <laughs> let me know. Keep those emails coming, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, that does it for me today. I will catch you on Friday when we will take apart the January 6th committee orgy of hearings. Uh, That's happening tomorrow night. Here on Friday, we'll blow it all apart. We'll be joined by the great Sebastian Gorka, who will help me uh, take a howitzer to all of them. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you right back here on Friday. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.